When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The NFL is back. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for week one. Bet just $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Take advantage of this limited time offer right now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game. Head to the DraftKings Sportsback app now and check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts. Plus, you can make every game a big game with same game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Welcome right. to New York. This is is the Devil's Devil's State of Mind Mind Podcast, Podcast. brought to you by the the Hockey Hockey Podcast Podcast Network. Now here's your host, host, Neil Villapiano! fans it is once again your host neil villapiano and welcome to another edition of the devil's state of mind podcast right here on the hockey podcast network the best place as always to get the most up-to-date news topics discussions interviews and so much more about your new jersey devils I hope you guys are having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. Thank you guys, as always, for taking some time out of your day to check these episodes out. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. This episode, as all of them, are sponsored by the wonderful people over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Folks, we have another special guest joining us. Uh, I'm just going to say right off the bat, I'm a huge fan of this guy. Um, if you guys follow me on Devil State of Mind, you know that I always like shouting out you know, graphic designers and people who, you know, take graphic design and concept art and, you know, implement it into the game of hockey and creating jerseys, just edits of players. I just love that stuff and I love sharing it. And this guy I've actually been following for quite some time. And over the weekend, we actually had a chance to talk and I asked him, would he be interested in coming on and talking with us here on the podcast? And he said, absolutely. So folks, especially if you're on Instagram, and if you're a Devils fan, you probably know this guy pretty well. It is with great pleasure to welcome on the, I guess you would say, the owner of ac.edits.designs on Instagram, Artie Curl. Artie, first and foremost, welcome to the Devil's State of Mind podcast. How are you doing today, my friend? 
Thanks, Neil. I'm doing great. This is awesome that I'm on here. Thanks for having me on. No problem. We are we are super excited to have you on. And, you know, I'm just going to start right away with my first question. Number one, without a doubt, what got you into the sport of hockey? Well, um, it was a while ago. I want to say I was like eight or nine. Uh, my uncle, he used to be season ticket holder uh, back, you know, like in the Parise, Rodor days. And, um, you know, I knew nothing about hockey. I barely knew anything about sports. And um, he would invite me to games sometimes. So, I mean, I had no clue what was going on. I think the only player I knew was maybe Brodor, but, uh, yeah, but, um, I would go to like, maybe like five or six games a year with him. Yeah. Uh, but that's really what got me into hockey. But, uh, I want to say like, I didn't really start following hockey until like five years later. Mm. I don't know what got me into, I just started really enjoying it. And then the devils, that's my number one team. Like, right no matter how much we suck or how good we are. I mean, it's always fun to watch, but um, yeah, I, I live and die off this team and I will watch them until I die. I mean, it just, it's so great. That's, that's a phenomenal uh, way to put it And Yeah. I mean, obviously we've seen this team suck for quite some time, yeah. uh, but hopefully with where the team is going and going into the season, uh, we could start to turn that around and start getting back to being a successful hockey team. Like we've seen in years past you kind of answered it but but i feel like i should ask it anyway just what really got you into being a devil's fan like what made you want to become a fan of this team because you know here in new jersey there is you know i guess it would say it's kind of tough to find a lot of like really legit diehard devils fans because of the fact that you also have the new york rangers uh you have the new york islanders and you also have the philadelphia flyers and i know a lot of people that live less than five minutes from me that are rangers fans that are flyers fans and then even some that are Islander fans, but, but what made you want to become a devil's fan and just be a, you know, just be a fan of this team? Well, you know, like, kind of, like you said, like living in New Jersey, you got a lot of, uh, at least from where I'm from, I'm from like North Jersey. There's a lot of Rangers fans up here, but um, you know, just being like Jersey's team. And also honestly, just getting lucky that my uncle was a devil's fan. Cause that's really what got me into it. So like, if he brought me to a Rangers game, maybe I'm a Rangers fan, you know, maybe that changes, but uh you know i i think part of it being it's new jersey's only team now yeah. uh you know it's really cool like rooting for jersey's team and uh you know supporting the red and black but uh yeah i, I would say that answer that question is just like being from new jersey i want to support the only team in new jersey and like just yeah i, I guess that's the way i could put it i don't really know why i'm a devil's fan i don't know exactly <laughs> What made me a Devils fan, like, even if I got on that game, I could have still turned into Rangers fans because a lot of my friends are Rangers fans. But right. uh, I would just – I don't really know. I mean, wouldn't change it for the world, but I just kind of am, you know. No, I got you. I got you. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's one of the things that I like asking people because everybody's got their own story as to how they became a Devils fan and how they, you know, started supporting uh, the red and black. And it's always interesting to hear how people became fans of this team. So that's a, yeah. that's a really good thing. So – my next question to you, Artie, is this. What is your fondest memory of being a Devils fan? Like, what is the memory that stands out to you the most out of anything? That's a great question. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of – because I've been in a lot of great games. Like, there was one game – I'll say one game in particular I went to. It was in, I think it was December of 2015. Mm-hmm. They are playing the Red Wings for some reason we had seats there there were like five rows up from the penalty box nice and um there i remember they were down two nothing going into the third mm-hmm. and i'm like ah oh, this game's over we can't score anything somehow come back force it to overtime i, I want to say it was lee stepniak in overtime flips it to <laughs> paul mary and he goes backhand top shelf game winner that was such a phenomenal game uh, so that was one of them. Another one, I believe is that uh, same year, earlier in the year, I, I got to see Patrick Elias's 1000th NHL point, mm. which is really spectacular to see because um, I don't know, like I, I was always a big Patrick Elias fan, even when I didn't know a lot of the players, right. but um, I would say that's up there too. Yep. Uh, I got to see Keith Kincaid's first win <laughs> was against Tampa Bay. I believe that was the same year. So Yep. A lot of that was from that year. After that, I mean, obviously, I saw a bunch of good games, but I, I would say those three are my fondest memories. I mean, obviously, you know, you can say like 
drafting Heischer and Hughes first overall, stuff like that was great. But I would say like, personally, those are my top three. I think those are all, I got to win this. Yeah. Those are all three uh, really good memories. Uh, You know, obviously talking about devil's legends, Lee Stepniak and uh, (laughs) Keith Kincaid, you kind of, I think a lot of people want to kind of forget that era and that, that the whole part existed, but, uh, but nonetheless, I mean, they, they still gave us really good memories back then, oh, yeah. even if, even if we weren't really going anywhere at that time. And we were kind of in a, uh, in a change of ownership at that point, but, but that's still, that's still phenomenal memories. And yeah, yeah. I, I always, I always said this, that I felt like during that period of time, Lee Stepniak was one of actually the better pickups that we got. Like I felt yeah. like he was actually really good. He was and pretty good. Yeah. I forgot. And I know we traded him to like the Bruins or something. And I don't yeah, even we remember. Did. It was the Bruins. I don't even remember what we got for him or like what ended up becoming of that. But I always thought he was a pretty good player uh, during his time, especially uh, in New Jersey. Even guys like, um, you know, you could think about Yuri Talusti. I think some people forget that he was on the team. <laughs> Uh, oh P.A. Yeah. I think oh, was also on that yeah. team at the time. Yeah. Um, those were, those were like really, like when you look back at it now and you look at the amount of talent and, and young and the young team that we have, you look back four, five, six years ago yeah. and you realize that we actually had, this was our team. Like this was the team Somehow that we were looking at. We like, were looking at. So, like I remember the days of uh, defensemen, Eric Jelenas and John yeah. Merrill. Uh, Oh well, my God, that was Eric Jelena, the man with the big slap shot. I really thought he was going to be like a great defenseman for That's like a I long thought. time, and yeah. I was completely wrong about that. I actually think he's still playing hockey. I believe overseas somewhere. I yeah. don't know where exactly. I don't think he's that old. So I and as far as John Merrill, I think I know he was in Montreal like last year. I yeah. know he was with the team. I don't know if he's still with them. Um, yeah, I don't think he's with Montreal. Actually, anymore. I think. I think I want to say, oh, he got he got signed by somebody, and I'm trying to yeah, think. Yeah, he did. He's not on Montreal anymore. I, I I know he went somewhere, but that's that's besides the point. He's not on the Devils yeah. anymore. Um, no, he was actually one of. Um, if you could, if you spoke to any young female fan, he was probably the most attractive player we had on the team <laughs> yeah, for a while. Definitely. Um, he he had the nice long flowing hair. I know some people that yeah. really, even they were Devils fans, they really liked john merrill so that was kind of yeah. a fun memory and he ended up being uh the player that was selected from the devils in the vegas expansion draft yeah. so that's thank god i was so happy when that happened i was like yeah i know take- i know a lot of people that really were not um big fans of john merrill which is <laughs> yeah which is understandable but yeah um my next question to you to Artie is this and and this is kind of a fascinating thing because like when i look at a lot of the designs you do on instagram and, and things like that you know i've I've tried as best, as best as I can to uh, to shout you out as much as possible because you do a phenomenal job. My first question talking about that is what got you into, you know, graphic designing and, and concept art and, and you know, implementing it into, you know, hockey? Well, just being a big hockey fan, obviously, I want to, that's, I, I like doing stuff I like, you know, like I don't want to just Photoshop like, oh, I'm going to do like a design of a tree. Like, no, I'm going to do stuff that I like. <laughs> but uh, to answer your question, like getting into like Photoshop, it was, I want to say like my freshman year of high school, um, I was in this class. It was like some business something class. I forget the name of it really. But uh, for some reason we did like this Photoshop unit, mm-hmm. but we didn't even use Photoshop. It was like Pixlr, which is like the free online version of it. And for some reason, I just loved it. I I enjoyed it so much. Like I just started doing that and then, just progressively over time, I got more professional in it and like, I got better at it and I actually got Photoshop now. So like, mm. so um, yeah, that, like, I guess that's how I got into it, but just doing it in hockey, like for some reason, I always had like a fascination with like hockey jerseys in particular. Mm-hmm. And I always, I always wanted to like make my own and like design my own jersey. So I was like, maybe I can do that in Photoshop. So that's what I started doing. I had a, actually an older page on Instagram uh, it was called NHL sweaters. Uh, right. I think it's still, it's still up. I think it was really garbage Photoshop crap. Oh, am I allowed to, am I allowed to curse on here? I don't know if I'm. No, you can. It's fine. It's totally. Okay, fine. cool. I just want to make sure. I don't want no, to like. It's all good. Or anything. Okay, it's cool. all good. All right. But uh, yeah, it was really not good. But um, it was shitty to say the least. Yeah, it was pretty shitty. And um. And then I, I wanted to make an account. I guess I was more 
professional in a sense. I wanted like a new start. So that's where I made uh, AC edits at designs. And um, yeah, I, I like this account much more, you know, talking to more fans, definitely getting more people. I mean, this in itself is worth the new account and everything, but right. uh, yeah. So to answer your question, that's pretty much it just kind of progression in hockey and every end jerseys. I don't know why I like jerseys so much. That's just something. Hey, I you know, they're cool. I mean, me. look, you know, particularly in hockey, you know, you could really get creative with jerseys and, and look, there are a lot of people out there that I've seen that really love to make concepts for jerseys because look, I mean, there's limitations to what Adidas can do because I, I've said this before, because I've talked about it. Cause I've had people ask like, why, why is it sometimes that the Jersey doesn't look as good as it should be? Well, there's only a certain amount of money that teams will put in, will give Adidas to make a Jersey. If they put a lot right. of money into it, that they're probably going to get a good product. If they don't, right. this is kind of like what you're going to get. So, yeah. and I've seen a lot of people, including yourself. And I say, damn, like if these people were given an opportunity to create some designs, I feel like that would just be so much more beneficial. Like, I feel like right. Adidas now, great that Adidas is a multi-billion dollar company. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's not like, it's not like they, they could just be, you know, asking anybody, but I feel like if they had some sort of a, a way where people could submit things and kind of give ideas, I feel like that would be a beneficial thing. But again, being a multi-billion dollar industry might be you a little bit more difficult. You don't want to trust yourself there. It's like, we know no. what we're doing, even though sometimes. Right, right, right. Don't. And, and that's where I tell people, I say, you know, it, I love when people do jersey things because I'm a big jersey nut myself. I mean, I have, yeah. I think, literally every Devil's jersey that the team has worn except the Rockies, which I refuse to buy. I don't blame um, you. That's not a great one. I, I don't want to buy it at all. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't believe yeah. that that era didn't exist as far as no. I'm concerned. But no. 82 um, and up is Devils. That's it. Right. That's how right. I see it. I, I'm trying to remember when I exactly found your page, I think I might've found it when you posted the uh, New Jersey Devils 40th anniversary patch that you kind of made. Uh, oh, back yeah, in yeah. May. I think that was when I first came across your page. Cause on Instagram, I follow the hashtag, you know, NJ Devils. So anybody who posts yeah, yeah, anything, yeah. you know, that's, that's what I see. So I, I believe I saw that or one of the Devils fan pages that I follow shared it. One of the cases. And I thought it was really cool because this year, in case anybody wants to know is the 40th season of New Jersey Devils hockey. Um, well, technically 2022, but yeah, this season, I don't know. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes they go, like, I don't know when they would celebrate that, if it's going to be this season. I would imagine it's season. probably going to be next season because the first year of the Devils was 82-83. So I think yeah, it's probably yeah. going to be 2022-23. So, I mean, but yeah. still, this will be, this upcoming season will be the 39th year and then next year will be the 40th. And uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, already if they used a patch that's similar to the one that you have. Yeah, um, I feel like there's not much. I mean, especially the Devils, they don't really get too creative with a lot of their stuff. Like, yeah, as you can tell, like they've used a lot of their same designs for the past that's almost true. 40 years now. So, that's yeah, true. I mean, they're probably going to go with something simple for that. Even I don't even know if they're going to go with the patch. They didn't go with one for the 30th anniversary. 35th for some reason they had the a last time they did it the last time they did it was the 25th anniversary that yeah, was the last that, time that they did a they did anything with that so i mean yeah. they may they may i mean yeah they might they might i mean they certainly you know if they get to 50 i think they'll certainly do that and oh I don't, definitely i think you I have to do 50 yeah and you'll probably see something on the ice maybe you know i've seen teams yeah when it's like an anniversary they put it on the center ice and things yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. but uh it just depends on what you're looking at but when I look at your designs, one of the things that really stands out to me constantly is when you decide to make um, jerseys for other teams for like for outdoor games, you know, the Heritage Classic. Oh, yeah, Classic. Yeah, yeah. I personally love. And again, guys, please go check uh, Artie out on Instagram again. It's at ac.edits.designs on Instagram. Uh, there was two that he made back in early July. It was first the Heritage Classic with the Canadians and the Maple Leafs. Um, I don't think I still don't think they announced the teams for that, or did they? I kind of forgot. No, they didn't. I've just taken a guess because right. like uh, the Maple Leafs aren't really in it, and right. the Canadians are a good team. So the Canadians I, one yeah. is really good because um, you got the old stripes on the side and yeah, yeah, also yeah. in the middle there, and they got blue, which obviously I thought when they did the reverse retro, I actually thought it came out pretty well. I was kind of concerned because yeah. I heard it was going to be all blue. I was like, eh, I don't know, I don't know if fans are going to like that, but it actually came out pretty well. And yeah, this I one like that you did was really good. I really yeah, I was, that was one of the designs I was actually really happy with. Like, so yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, they're okay. I was really happy with that one. 
because I tried, they used to have that like old like barber pole jerseys. Those were, mm-hmm. those were bad. But I try to like make it a bit more modern, a bit like more appealing to the eye. So that's kind of what I try to go with it. But I also try to make it look like vintage at the same time. Yeah. So, but that one, I, I was really happy with that that design came out. And I also like the Minnesota Wild Winter Classic one that you posted a couple of days after that. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, so yeah. That yeah. was really cool. Uh, because again, in case you guys don't know, it's the Minnesota Wild versus St. Louis Blues in the Winter Classic this year. I believe it will be at, I want to say it's the Twin Stadium. I believe that's what they said that yeah, they're going to do. Yeah, it's going to be in a, like the Twin Stadium. I forgot the name of the stadium already off the top of my head. I think it's, it's uh, Target something. It's the tar- Target Field. I think it's what yeah, they call it, Target Field. Field. But uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. And then obviously you also made a stadium series one with the Predators and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And yeah. I really particularly like in the, the Tampa Bay Lightning one, what I really love is the lightning bolt on the arm sleeves. I really like yeah. that. I think that's really cool. Yeah, what I try to do, because usually um you know like you got your the heritage classic and winter classic they try to go with like older designs but the stadium series they always try to go with like some form of like theme right like that's a little bit out there so what i try to do with uh both of them the lightning one was a bit more prominent than the predators one but i try to implement like a part of their logo Mm -hmm. into like the design so for tampa bay i did the lightning bolt obviously because that's like the main part of their logo and then for the predators one i try to do some words like the saber tooth is on like a sleeve but it, obviously the lightning one came out better because that's a more prominent kind of design. Mm-hmm. The, the other one just kind of looks more like a, a curved stripe. But yeah, I, I was trying to think of like, what would Adidas do? No, I think that's a fair point because, um, you know, Adidas has a certain way of doing things and you yeah. have to, you know, if you're trying to make it look more like what Adidas might do, you know, you got to try to figure it that, out that way. You also did um, concepts for the All-Star game. Uh, which is going to be yeah. held in Las Vegas. And I really like what you did with this because you got the black and the white and obviously the Vegas colors. And then what I thought was really cool is that with all the logos, it's like a dark, it's a black, and then you have the team's main uh, primary color uh, yeah. inserted into it. So like the Devils one looks really sick with the black and then the red uh, trimming. I think that looks absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I try to do there is because I wanted to give it like a bit of like Vegas flair. So like I'm trying mm-hmm. to make it look like a bit like neon kind of like so like, you know, like yeah. the simple kind of look and then like just the outline. Um, one of my favorite ones I did with that was the stars. I thought the stars logo came out yes. really sharp. Um, the stars one like, is cool because it's kind of like glow in the dark, which I think yeah, is yeah. kind of like a cool thing. Yeah, that's kind of like what they have with their current alternate jersey. Yeah. With like, yeah, like it's like that neon green look. But uh, yeah, that's I, I try to go with like a like a Vegas flair because I feel like the All Star right. jerseys recently have been really lame. Like the one from San Jose where it's just like black and white. It's like I'm like that's this is an yeah, All Star. Was... You're supposed to like get like creative and just like black and white with like some boring stripes on it. At least the yeah. St. Louis one was like decent. That was okay, but like still not what I expect from like an All Star game kind of thing. Yeah, I mean again. It all depends on how much money the the league yeah. or the teams put into it. That depends on what they what they like. I've always argued that it would be nice if teams could do like fan polls to kind of like vote, you know, have a couple concepts, four or five, and then, yeah. you know, kind of go like, hey, out of these four or five, which one do you like the most? And then just try to go from there. Because if you're if you look at it and you say we've done a study and you know, 75% of the people that voted like this one, you know, it's going to be, I think that's going to be good. What I, one of the ones that really stands out to me was one that you actually, uh, you posted back in April, which was the, uh, the New Jersey Devils uh, city edition, which I thought was really cool because, oh yeah, you know, obviously Devils fans have been dying for a black alternate. Oh, trust me. And I've, and I've said, look, the only reason that I'm worried about it is because in years past, not not with the Devils necessarily, but just with Jersey in general, when you ask for a black alternate, it doesn't always come out the way you're hoping. Yeah. The, and again, I will remind you for a third time, if the Devils don't put a whole lot of money into it, it and may not be as good as you think it, it should be. Yeah. And I've seen okay. some good ones. I've seen some good concepts. Don't get me wrong, including this one. I've seen some really good concepts for a black one. And I'm, I'm all about it. 
Uh, this one, what I really love about it is the fact that you have the state of New Jersey on the front there, and it's got the, you know, the devil horns at the top and the, uh, and the tail at the end, kind of similar to the, de the old Devil State of Mind logo that I had um, for a while there. And I, oh, yeah, I, I yeah. think it's great. I think it's great. I think all in all, it looks really sick. And I feel like people would really love to see something similar to that. Yeah, I, I really like that logo. I wish I could take credit for it, but I actually didn't make it. Um, my girlfriend actually drew that on her on her iPad. I was like, do you think you could do that? Because she's really good at like drawing and stuff. Like, I'm just going to Photoshop. I can't really draw that well. Like, if you give me a piece of paper and like pencil, I can't draw. Right. But um, I was like, do you think you can make like the state of New Jersey and make it somehow like devils themed? And I thought she did a really great job with it. And that's, she did. Yeah, she, I, I thought it looked really, really sharp. It was exactly what I was hoping for. But uh, yeah, trust me, I wish I could take credit for that, but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't make that. I can't yeah, say I made well, that. Like, you know, you, you both did a very good job. You guys worked together and it came out, uh, it came out tremendously. Uh, and lastly, obviously a couple of days ago, you posted your own designs for um, NHL, EA Sports NHL 22, which oh, has yeah. Austin Matthews on the cover again, which is kind of a disappointment because when I saw the trailer, granted it was like 15 seconds long. I thought it was going to be Artemi Panera, which was like, okay. I mean, He's never oh, been yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. It's and they were showing it, and they were showing the Rangers. I'm like, well, this has to be that. It has to be because, or David Pasternak. I, you know, that was kind of the other one that I yeah. was expecting, and it ended up being Austin Matthews, which not everybody is totally thrilled about it. Also, the yeah. to be honest, the design of the cover is not great either. Yeah. Um, it's kind of boring to be very honest with people. Um, but I, I like this one because you got. Obviously, Pasternak right smack dab in the middle, but I've always thought this was cool because I've seen other people do this too, where they have some pictures of the player also in different spots around the cover as well. So you got a couple, which is really cool, and I like that. I like that you you know you have one, you have two for the Xbox, um, which is great. Um, but my question actually about this one is, is that how the hell did you even get? like like get the template for this because this is kind of like crazy that it almost looks like something that ea sports actually made themselves to be honest there is no template i just kind of freehanded it like i kind of looked at like an xbox um like cover and i was like well let's try to replicate that first and then we'll work around that so i had to get like the correct like dimensions i had to get like the whole like the rated e for everyone or whatever at the bottom right. and then like the NHL and NHL PA logo. Mm -hmm. And then what I did, I kind of based it off of um, like the NHL 21 cover with uh, Ovechkin. Right. And uh, I just kind of did it off that. So I had to get like picture, pictures of Pasternak, got to find the, actually the NHL 22 logo wasn't available. So I just had to like copy and paste the two from <laughs> NHL 21. Fair enough. No, that's, no, I mean, it still looks, it still looks phenomenal. Like it's still it's yeah. a very phenomenal. Um, design uh my next question to you to Artie is this um what type of projects or anything do you have coming up uh that people I'm sure would be very interested in hearing uh what would you got in store moving forward yeah well um I've been working on a few so the first one I have that uh a lot of people seem to like on my page was uh the weird NHL jerseys I did yeah so yep. I have a few more of those coming up don't worry this is going to be a devil's one coming up with that uh, I believe I have the devil's the stars and the Canucks done. Mm -hmm. So I want to work on like a few more before I post that. Um, and then I just got to check real quick because I don't say I forget. Because sometimes yeah, no I just worries. do them and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot I made this. Because <laughs> uh, some of these, like especially um, in Word NHL Part Two, what I like the ones that really stand out to me are the Calgary Flames one that you did, which I yeah. love the flames on the arms. I think that looks really sick. The for some reason, even though it looks very simple, I really like is the Colorado Avalanche one with just the C in the middle. Yeah. Um, really, really like that one. Uh, and the Winnipeg Jets one is kind of, it's definitely a weird NHL one because it's got the, yeah. the jet plane, you know, going up and it, it looks like something that you would have seen coming out of the, the 90s, you know, some of the yeah. uniforms we saw back then. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because that's kind of the inspiration for the series. It's like those weird 90s jerseys, like, uh, like those uh, penguins ones with like the gradient fade, and then also right. like the Canuck ones. Uh, like obviously the uh, um, 
the point of this is not for it to be like, oh, this is something that each of these teams should wear. No, these would be hideous if they wore these. It's just supposed to be like really like out there and like weird. That's kind of right. the name of it. It's it's just supposed to be like really out there. It's like those 90s jerseys that were unfortunately worn. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's kind of the inspiration for this. Yeah. And my favorite series that you've done, uh, which again, if you go to his Instagram page, you can see it in one of his highlights is the rebrand series. I mean, yeah. I absolutely loved this. I mean, yeah. if, if teams had like, I look at the Anaheim ducks one. So sick. You got the main colors that we have that they have. And then you add the mighty ducks logo in the middle, which looks so sleek. And also the coyotes one is great. The devil's one I thought came out really well. Um, yeah, I mean, the rebrand series is, is without a doubt my favorite one. Like, if I would actually buy these jerseys if they were real, like, it's oh, that yeah, sick. Yeah. That's what I love. And the fact that, you know, with the Coyotes, it looks like the Kachina logo is coming back and is going to be the permanent logo yeah. for the Coyotes until they probably move to Quebec City within the next year. Yeah, but we yeah. won't go there. Um, it's, uh, it's a very cool thing. Um, and I really love it. And also, I, I know that you've done a couple... Um, a couple wallpapers for Nico, you know, former devil, Nikita Gusev and Kyle Palmieri, Severson, Brett Hughes, Blackwood. Um, and then a couple of, a uh, couple of other NHL players as well, which I think is really, really cool. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, all in all already, I just really love the designs that you make. Um, you're really, really uh, creative. You definitely have a gift in this area. And I guess my next question to you would be, is that, is this something that you would want to make as like a career, you know, something in, along these lines? I mean, that would be amazing. That would be like really incredible. If this could be a career. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, there's obviously so many more like graphic designers that are like a thousand times more talented than I am. But like, I mean, if, if that possibility was there, I would love to do this for a living. I mean, I find this is like pretty much all I do all day is like when I whenever I have like downtime or whatever, I'm like, all right, I'll just try to do something on Photoshop or I'll make a jersey or something like that. Fair but, uh, I mean, that would be a dream if I if I could do this for a living. Uh, is, if that's going to happen, I don't know. But I mean, that would be fantastic if that could happen. Well, I will definitely support that 100%. And, yeah. uh, you know, don't forget us little people when you become a famous graphic designer in the near future. <laughs> so don't, yeah, definitely don't, not. For, don't forget us. So the next thing I want to talk about is obviously the New Jersey Devils themselves. I think it's fair because obviously you're a yeah. fan, I'm a fan. Yeah. And as I've said before, this podcast is for the fans by a fan. I want to, I want to get your perspective. When you look at this offseason, you look at the likes of getting a guy like Dougie Hamilton, Jonathan Bernier, um, Tomas Tatar, and then adding them to the nucleus of young players that we have, and even some guys that could potentially make the roster, like a guy like Alexander Holtz, maybe a Dawson Mercer, um, you know, a Graham Clark, guys like that. When you look at this team on paper, just right now here on this day, what what is your initial um, reaction, opinion about this team? Well, let's get this straight. It's, my, it's already a much better team than last year. I mean, just adding Dougie Hamilton – that just bolsters the de the defense. Um, and that also might give some confidence to some of the younger guys like Ty Smith, even Damon Severson, who's apparently he was one of the oldest on the team last year. Um, but like that gives a lot of confidence to like such a young team adding right. a player of that caliber. And the fact that we even went after him and he wanted to come here, mm -hmm. I'm still shocked by uh, like adding a Tomas Tatar is fantastic. Something that we kind of desperately needed. Yeah. Uh, and then just like some of the guys that are already here that could uh, just develop and get better, like Jack Hughes, Sharon Govich, you know, like those guys. Uh, I tell you what, I think this team could surprise a lot of people. I don't think right. it's going to be necessarily as bad as a lot of people anticipate. Um, are we going to make the playoffs? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, if we do, maybe we'll squeak in, but. Uh, it's definitely going to be a fun year. It, it's be a much more interesting and fun year to watch than last year. And I hope all these guys develop as, you know, they were promised to or as they thought out to be. But, uh, yeah, it definitely going to be very interesting to see this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I've talked about it before, you know, on the podcast and things like that, that this team is definitely way better than it was just last year. I mean, oh, it's yeah. night and day how much better we are talent-wise. Yeah. and. 
Look, Tom Fitzgerald made it clear that he wanted this team to have meaningful games in March and April, which is basically at the end of the season and into the playoffs. So is he saying that he wants this team to make the playoffs next year? I think he's kind of saying that without really saying it. And you look at, to me, and this is going to sound biased, but I look at the moves that the rest of the Metropolitan Division did. I don't think you saw that much improvement from a lot of the teams in the division. It seemed like they either stayed the course with what they have or they subtracted. And you look at a team like, let's use the Rangers for an example. They just, you know, added a lot of grit to their team, a lot of physicality, which is, which is fine because I think that team needed that. I think oh, yeah, no, that's really, something that they needed. They have too much, they have too much, I guess you would say you could say they have too much talent and they needed to add a little bit more um grinder type of players, yeah, you know, Barkley, Goodrell, Ryan Reeves, guys like that. Um, but I look at some of the teams, a lot of the teams in the division are also pretty old. I mean, you have the yeah. Penguins, you have the Capitals, uh, the Flyers to I guess a lesser extent. And I yeah. look at that and I say, you know what? If the Devils, if things are clicking and the chemistry is working, there's nothing saying that this team can't compete for a final playoff spot. Yeah, I think I this team is capable of doing so. Yeah, I mean, every a lot of things have to go right for that, but yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's just it's something that you you hope for to put it. Yeah, to just put it bluntly, this is something you hope for moving forward that this team can you know compete because at the end of the day, and I'm sure I could speak for you as well, Artie, that we don't want to see this team finish at the bottom of the NHL next year. No. We just, we're just tired of that. We're tired of finishing towards the bottom. And, you know, basically by the time we hit freaking mid-December, we're already figuring out, you know, who we're going to be drafting in next year's draft. Yeah. I'm not, you know, yeah. Do I think Connor, I guess his name is, uh, I think it's Connor Bedard, um, who's projected to be the number one overall pick. uh, I think either next year or two years from now. I I don't, I'm not concerned about that at all. I'm concerned about this team going and competing. And I think that's what we want to see at the end of the day. And the fact that, will be able to have fans back in the arena, uh, I think is going to definitely help the team moving forward yeah. because I think that's something that we needed. So yeah. when I when I look at this team, I look at this team as a much better team, uh, a much more competitive team. And do I want them to be a little bit more physical? Yeah, I would like to yeah, see Oh, yeah, that. definitely. And a guy like, you know, obviously we still have Miles Wood. We still have Michael McLeod. Uh, those guys can be physical. Do I think that we need to add another physical type player? I don't think it would hurt. I don't yeah, think it would necessarily hard, but... be something that's bad. I don't know who's out there um, yeah, that the Devils could could bring in. Um, before he actually ended up signing with Toronto, I was kind of hoping that we'd go after um, – oh, his name just – I just had his name, and now his name escapes me. He was on the Devils a couple of years ago. Um, uh, Wayne Simmons? No, no, he was on the Sharks last year. Um, he scored his first NHL goal with us. His name escapes me. I can see him clearly, but I can't um, remember – his name and I feel really bad. And I know somebody who's listening to this episode right now is screaming his name through um through the, <laughs> through the headphones. Yeah. Um, as I continue to look, uh uh Curtis Gabriel. There we go. Just for oh, a minute now. Uh, yeah, I was Curtis asking Gabriel. Gabriel scored his first goal with us. I was actually uh I was actually sitting ice level when he scored his first NHL goal. So oh, I was wow. kind of a cool moment. Yeah, and, and uh obviously I'm going to be trying to reach out to him to see if he can come on the podcast for an episode, which I know a lot of people want oh, wow. to see me yeah, talk yeah. to him, but he was, what I liked about him is that he was a physical player. You know, he was not yeah. afraid to drop the gloves. He constantly wanted to grind it out and he became a fan favorite pretty quickly. Uh, Devils fans, they particularly really seem to love the physical. I don't want to say goon, but definitely the enforcer type players. So you look at guys oh, yeah. like, you know, Ken Danico, definitely oh, a yeah. fan favorite uh, guys like Cam Jansen. Cam Jansen was a big time favorite uh, for a lot of people. I was a big fan of Ryan Carter uh, back in the day. Uh, You look at guys like, uh, you know, like Curtis Gabriel, um, you know, and a couple other players, you know, Wayne Simmons, even to an extent, you know, being a physical player, uh, you kind of like that. And I think they represent Jersey, you know, Jersey and being tough and things like that. Even when I've seen PK uh, get into it a little bit, uh, I like that. I like when he, he gets into a couple, um, couple situations which is good and i think this team i think that was one thing the team lacked some physicality and i'm hoping that maybe uh they're a little bit more physical especially yeah. going back into the metropolitan division but uh but we'll see uh the one game i'm definitely looking forward to is the fact that we are only the second team in the nhl that gets a chance to play the seattle kraken uh, it's literally our yeah. second game of the season we open up we open up against the chicago blackhawks i think 
I want to say, yeah, yeah, we, yeah we right. So Blackhawks. probably we're going to see Mark Andre Fleury. I could be wrong. Depends on what they want to do with that, which is going to be that's going to be a team that's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, uh, with the additions. They got from, a, with Seth Jones. They got Flurry. I mean, maybe definitely different. Like I, I was expecting them to rebuild a bit more, but now that they went after those two guys, I mean, it seems like they kind of want to compete. But I think that they're looking to try to win one more Stanley Cup with the core with the core players that they yeah. have. I think you look at Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane. I think that they're trying to get them back into the Stanley Cup. Uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. And also, I mean, yeah, yeah Jonathan Taze is coming back as well. I just remember he did not play oh, all yeah. last year, um, but we will see about that. But all in all, to kind of recap this, I would say for me personally, the, the Devils are a better team. I trust in Tom Fitzgerald wholeheartedly. And now it's about Ken Lindy Ruff with his offensive system, because he is an offensive guy. Can yeah. he create a system that is going to be 100% beneficial to the players that we have? including also Ryan Graves, who I forgot to mention as well, that we acquired. Oh, my God, yeah, Ryan Graves. Yeah, trade. And I just had a Ryan Graves fan page on yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two episodes ago. And if you didn't check that out, that episode, please go check that out as well. Uh, that was a great interview, and it was great to have him on. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to this. And I would say we're probably three weeks away, more or less, from the start of training camp. I know that yeah. the first game is in early September, first preseason game. Um so it's going to happen. It's, it's going to be here before we know it. a month from yeah. now, we're going to be talking constantly devil's hockey. Uh, hopefully we won't be talking about a goaltender leaving in the middle of the season, uh, middle of training camp and uh, yeah. retiring, um, which I don't think is going to happen. And again, that's no disrespect to Corey Crawford. It's just that it was weird that it happened that the way that strange. it did. Very strange, but very uh, strange. I mean, I totally understand, but like, of course it happened to us. Like, I feel like you never hear that happen to any other team. Yeah. It was, um, it was certainly a, it was certainly a shock yeah. when it happened, but you know, look, it is what it is. And these things happen. And uh, I didn't remember that Tom Fitzgerald kind of, kind of made a pun about that when he, when he was talking about signing Jonathan Bernier, he was like, yeah. you're going to be here for training camp, right? Like you're not, you're not planning yeah. on retiring anytime soon or anything like yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. they kind of had a fun thing but again it was all it was all fun it, it's not to po it's not to be critical of Corey Crawford I was never mad at him for doing that oh, I was no, just no, surprised no. I was yeah, surprised and confused because it was and I guess it was more of just he had to come to Jersey and start experiencing it for him to make that decision and also he didn't really want to yeah. leave Chicago nobody wanted yeah. nobody on the team except the organization wanted to move on from Corey Crawford so it was, that's kind yeah. of a but you go from Corey Crawford to now you have a goaltending tandem of Kevin Lankinen and Marc-Andre Fleury. I, I really don't think Blackhawks fans can really complain too much. Yeah, um, that's a pretty that's a pretty good tandem right there. It's going to be and, – and Lankinen is still a very young, unproven goaltender. And I think that oh, yeah. having Fleury is going to make him a better goaltender. I think yeah. it will improve that. But we will see. I know what they were hoping with, with uh, Blackwood and Crawford last year. But. Right. And I'm looking forward to seeing Jonathan Bernier play because I think oh, that he man, is yeah. a solid. I mean, I've said it before, guys, Detroit was not good last year. I mean, they were, no, I think they were worse than us. I could be, I'm pretty, no, actually, no, I think they had more points. I don't remember. I really don't. Last season was a blur to me. Yeah. Um, but you look at the, the, you look at the whole Red Wings team, not much going on there, but the most no. consistent player on the team was Jonathan Bernier. Oh yeah. Just, he had a fantastic year with a terrible terrible team and so, yeah he he performed he performed very well and i think when you look at it, he said if he can perform like that on a team that talent wise and everything is better we're going to be fine we're going to yeah. be really fine and blackwood understands that this is his this is his net he understands yeah. that but he has to come out and he has to have a better year and hopefully now with you know granted we're still in the pandemic but with a lot of you know teams and players being vaccinated and things are improving ever so slightly, um, hopefully we won't have as much chaos as we did last year. That's kind yeah. of the and it's an 82 game season, and we possibly considering the fact that the Olympic Committee just um, what did they do? I think they just bought. Um, I, I just shared it like yesterday or two days ago. They they bought um, the rights to I guess like operating with. Um, possible NHL players playing in the Olympics. It was something yeah. along the lines of that. There is a very good possibility that the NHL will allow its players to go play in the Olympics in 2022. Yeah. So, and I think the hockey fans need this right now. 
a full 82 game season, the Olympics, we need to kind of get back into the regular swing of things. And that's kind of the thing. And the fact that fans will be able to attend games again is going to be something I'm looking forward to. I didn't see a game all last year. So I'll be the, so, and and I'm very much looking forward to the opportunity to go to a game this year and interact with people again. And I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, that's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah. I'm excited to see the, uh, the rock packed on a (laughs) opening night for, uh, against the Blackhawks. That's definitely going to be very and Hopefully cool we game. don't have a four, nothing lead and blow at this time. Hopefully That's we true. have a, hopefully we have a multiple goal lead and we hold on to it. Cause that to me, I've said before is going to be the biggest difference between devil's teams of years past and moving forward. If this yeah. team has a multi-goal lead, are we going to actually hold on to said multi-goal lead or are we going to continue to have problems with holding on to it? And I think that it yeah. starts with a defense. It's got to start with the defense and the goaltending. Yeah. It's got to start with that. And, I just want to see this team continue to be aggressive. This team, this team showed that they have talent, um, still very developed. Most of the most of the team is is still for the most part unproven. Um, yeah. and they need to go out here in, in year two and uh and get this thing rolling. And I'm looking forward to seeing the new guys come in. I'm just looking forward to this team. This team feels much more hopeful than even the team that we had two years ago when we got the when we got Subban and Gusev and guys like that. I feel like I this is more like this wasn't a quick fix thing. This was a this was a calculated type of you know off season that Fitzgerald needed to do. And you know, look, we have also twelve million dollars in cap space, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll have about twenty million dollars or so next year when Subban's contract comes off the books. Yeah. So we're in a pretty good position moving forward, trying to you know with this team. So, but this upcoming year has to be way more competitive than it was last year. Yeah, definitely. So. Artie, before I let you go, man, and again, thank you so much for for coming on. We really do appreciate it. Um, tell the lovely folks at home where they can follow you on social media and also about any, you know, big projects or anything you got going on. So the floor is yours. Yeah, sure. First of all, just thanks so much for having me on. I, this was awesome. I had so much fun with this. But um, if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, uh, you can check out my graphic design page. It's hd.edits.designs. Um, you know, you can look forward to some, you know, graphic design, some Jersey concepts, uh, going to be having a few more things on there. Going to be doing more weird NHL for you guys that follow me. Um, going to be doing some reverse retro redos probably in the coming weeks or so. You should see that series coming. And, uh, if you want to follow my personal page, that is Artie Kirill seven on Instagram. Uh, Instagram is pretty much all I have. So if you guys want to follow me there you can but uh yeah thank you so much for having me on this is really fun no problem man well again we we are we're so thrilled to have you on man and we'll definitely have you on again especially once the season gets going and you know when when more projects come out and more designs that we see we'll we'll definitely have you on again but Artie, thank you so much for doing this man we really appreciate it yeah man thanks for having me that'd be awesome if we can do this again this is great awesome now unfortunately i have to end this episode on a pretty sad note um, just a couple minutes actually after I finished my interview uh, with Artie Carell, uh, we we heard some really sad news. Um, it actually happened. It was announced uh, right in the middle of our interview, and only after we stopped recording that I saw what happened. Uh, it was tweeted out by uh, John Buchigross, VSPN uh, at Buchigross on Twitter. Uh, he tweeted out that former NHL player and also former New Jersey Devils player Jimmy Hayes has died, 31 years old. I just chatted with him last week at a golf course. He leaves behind wife Kristen and two young boys, two and three months. Also brother Kevin Hayes of the Philadelphia Flyers, three sisters and a mom and dad. Devastating news for the family and the Boston hockey community. He, uh, he also, Bouchergrass would go on to say this as well in another tweet. He said, each tier tells a story. Tears are personal. I think of sons Bo and Mac and keep losing it. They will never remember and have this big lovable pops who would, who would have been the most popular hockey dad at the rink. Jimmy was OFD, the real, the OFD real, the son, brother, and friend that many of us had. So obviously it's a very sad day in the hockey world. Sad day. Um, in in, De- in the Devils world as well, because obviously, you know, he played for the Devils, albeit not that long, you know, 33 games uh, in New Jersey, a couple more uh, in Binghamton as well in the 17-18 season. But 
what I remember about Jimmy Hayes in just a short time he was uh, he was in New Jersey is that he just had a great personality. He was a funny ass dude. He really was. Um, I remember when they were doing uh, when the Devils did a video for uh, you know the Super Bowl trying to get predictions. Um, they had Jimmy Hayes as he liked to call himself Broadway. Uh, it was his nickname. Um, he uh, he actually was interviewing a lot of the players, and this was obviously also like Nico Hischer's rookie year, and you know other some of the guys that are no longer on the team. He was he was interviewing them, uh, being very funny, and also just hearing from certain players within the organization, certain people who worked in the organization uh, during that time as well. That they said that Jimmy Hayes had just such a great personality, had so much energy every day, just came to the rink and just loved life, loved playing hockey and being a professional hockey player and you know obviously when you look at the stats of Jimmy Hayes and his time in New Jersey you know only three goals six assists nine points and he played just three games down in Binghamton no goals but added two assists um he was still just a tremendous player uh big physical guy great energy guy um was definitely a contributor to helping the Devils get to the 17-18 Stanley Cup playoffs and it's just a it's just such a horrible thing to hear that, you know, on a day like today. It's just, it's really difficult. And I've, I've already been retweeting a bunch of, uh, you know, posts and stuff about Jimmy Hayes. And, and one actually that stands out is from Michael Grabner on Twitter, former New Jersey Devil Michael Grabner at Grabs40. Uh, again, also didn't play a whole lot uh, in New Jersey, was only there, after, you know, between the end of the trade deadline and the end of the 17-18 season. He said, man, what's going on in this world? So sad to hear about Jimmy Hayes news. Only played a short time with you, but one of the best guys I've met. Condolences to family and friends. And yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty it was a pretty shocking uh, news to hear. Um, I also saw from Devils Insider they tweeted out about a half hour ago um, a video uh, on opening day 2017 is best remembered for the debuts performances of Nico Hishier, Will Butcher, and Jesper Bratt. It was obviously a really rocking day but it was jimmy hayes who scored the game-winning goal and got the devils rolling towards a stanley cup playoff berth he did end up scoring i was at that game and you know he scored one of the three goals that he scored all season long but obviously it was a big one to help the devils get their first win of the season and i know that there are several other podcasts out there for other some of the other teams that jimmy hayes played for um you know the philadelphia flyers i believe a little bit um the uh, boston bruins the chicago blackhawks uh, teams like that um, had the opportunity to see him play. And yeah, you know, obviously he wasn't, you know, a blow, you know, he wasn't a tremendous player by any means. It, you know, what is his brother a little bit better? Yeah. But nonetheless, the thing about Jimmy Hayes, that's just so great is that, like I said, he just had such a great personality, had so much, you know, enthusiasm for, for the game of hockey. And again, we all just really loved having him on the team. We, we loved the type of interactions he was giving, um, you know, his teammates and just making everybody feel comfortable and really enjoying, you know, having him around. And it's just a, it's just a really, really sad, unfortunate um, thing that uh, a guy like him is taken too soon. And this comes after really just yesterday on Sunday, we learned that former New, uh, New York Rangers legend, Rod Gilbert passed away as well. Uh, Mr. Ranger died at the age of 80 and you know it's it's tough you know when you're when you know even if you don't know the person personally it, it's never it's never a great thing to hear that somebody passed even if somebody you knew of um it's never great to hear uh when you when you learn about their passing and it's that's kind of the really sad thing about the, this whole situation that um really in many ways just just breaks your heart um and also again we learned yesterday um the NHL sends its love and deepest condolences to the families of junior hockey players Caleb Reiner, Ronan Sharma, and Parker Magnuson, who tragically passed away in a car accident on Saturday. So we've had, unfortunately, a handful of deaths, um, some that obviously happened because of probably age and others, unfortunately not. We don't know um, how exactly Jimmy uh, Hayes passed away, uh, but he's he died at the age of 31. I mean, for me, that's only a seven-year difference. I'm 24. Um, and these type of things make you put a lot of things in perspective. Um, I'll tell you something personally. Uh, a family friend of mine um, passed away 
about a week, week and week or so ago. And on Saturday, we had the funeral. And it's just a tough, tough thing in general. I'm a pretty emotional guy. So whenever I go to a funeral, I'm, I'm obviously a mess. It's very difficult to see people that you love and you care about suffering like that. And obviously going through the difficulties of that. Um, and it was a tough day for me. It was a tough day for the family. Um, it was a tough day for everybody. And it's, it's when those things happen that we usually end up having things being put in perspective and realize that life is so fragile, that life really is fragile. At any moment, at any second, uh, your life can be taken away or someone you care about, life can be taken away. And it's easy for us to take things for granted all the time. Uh, you know, you wake up in the morning and you don't think about it. Um, but when these type of things happen, it, it'll, in a really weird way, it's a good thing in a way because it allows a lot of us to also just, again, take a step back, realize how much we have to be thankful for and realize just how beneficial we are that we're still on this planet. And especially when you look at the last year and change with the COVID-19 pandemic, the amount of people that lost their lives because of it. Um, and for me personally, I was very lucky that nobody that I knew of, no family members, no friends, no nothing, suffered because of COVID-19. I know some people that had COVID, but they did not suffer. They were able, they were okay. Um, and it's really difficult to, uh, to know that there are a lot of people out there that were not as, not as fortunate um, as I was to, to have that happen. But, you know, you think about, you know, these, these, young, these young players, these young players who are younger than I am, they died in a car accident. Um, you look at, you know, you look at Roger Barry, died at 80 years of age. I mean, I still think he should have had another 20 years le uh, left in him, but fortunately that was, uh, was not the case. That's kind of an unfortunate thing. Um, and then you look at Jimmy Hayes. Jimmy Hayes was 31 years of age. He had two kids who will unfortunately never have the chance to really grow up and have a dad. Um, they won't have a lot of memories with him because they're, they're too young. Um, and that's really a heartbreaking thing. And uh, obviously, you know, your thoughts and prayers go out to uh, Jimmy Hayes' wife as well. Um, it's a really, really, it's a sucky thing. It really is. And, you know, like I said, again, he didn't, you know, he didn't have like a lasting impact uh, on the ice with the Devils, but he had a lasting impact on a lot of players. And there's still a handful of players from that 17-18 team that are still here um, and do have um, remembrances of, of Jimmy Hayes. And he was just a great guy with a tremendous personality. He loved life. Uh, he loved the game of hockey. He made everybody feel so comfortable around him, like I mentioned before. And it's, uh, it's a really unfortunate thing that, um, that he was taken away from us too soon. And I'll, I'll leave you guys with simply this. And again, I'm sorry that I have to end the episode on a, on a sour note, but sometimes these things happen. Um, what I would say to you guys is uh, don't take anything for granted. Don't, don't waste away any opportunities. Um, you unfortunately only have one life left, one life to live. And we spend a lot of time uh, being angry, being upset, being sad, and understandably so. I mean, there are times where it's, it's okay to feel that way. Um, but at the same time, you also have to understand that everybody's dealing with their own battles and you don't know what people are going through. And it's important as best as you can to try to be as kind to as many people as possible, because at the end of the day, all you have is your personal integrity. And again, you only have one life to live and you have to try to make the best of it for however long. We, we don't know uh, when the clock strikes zero for, for all of us. We don't know. I mean, I'm 24 and this guy died and he was only seven years older than I was. I don't know. I don't know, you know, where I'm going to be in seven years. Um, but, you know, it's also with these things, you have to remember to also never be afraid to tell somebody that you love them. You know, I, I make sure I tell everybody that I know that I love them very much, almost basically every day, because I want them to know that I care about them, that they make, they've made tremendous impacts in my life and uh, they mean the world to me. And, um, you know, like I said, it's just, it's times like this where we also have to remember to not just remind ourselves of these things when these type of unfortunate um, tragedies happen. Um, it's important to remember that every day, to wake up every day and to realize that 
you know, your first, your first uh, W of the day is that you woke up, is that you woke up and you're actually alive for that day. And then it's about trying to make the best, even if you're having a really tough day and things are not going your way, if you could just have one thing, you know, if you could just do one good thing or just accomplish one thing, uh, you made the most of the day. Not every day is going to go our way. I, I know that for a fact. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, never take, never take life for granted. Be the best person that you could possibly be. Uh, stick to your guns and also just make sure to let everybody that you know and you care about that you love them very much and how much they mean to you. Um, and always be there for them when you can. That would I would say. So to kind of wrap this up, I would just say, you know, rest in peace to Jimmy Broadway Hayes. Um, my thoughts and prayers go to you, obviously, your your two children, your wife, uh, your your family, uh, your friends, entire hockey community. Um, you will not be forgotten. You will not be missed. And uh, we all look forward to seeing you once again um, in the future, whenever our time may come. So rest in peace to former New Jersey Devil and former NHL player Jimmy Hayes, who was taken away from us today at the age of 31.